0: Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome and welcome back. I hope that you are enjoying your Shabbat, and we are here with another lesson. Now, we are still on 1st Samuel slash Samuel, you know, in the King James and in um, every other thing is Samuel. (laughs) However, excuse me, the original name is Samuel Samuel. And we are currently on outline number nine. Now, as we continue to keep moving forward with these outlines, we have actually one more left. And that is outline number 10. And that's next week, y'all willing. But I will be doing four chapters because that'll be the end of first uh, Shemuel. And then we'll just be moving forward to second Samuel. So... Um, As we discussed in outline number eight, that um, David is running from uh, Shaul and David was able to take a piece of his tunic or robe just to let Shaul know that, oh, David could have stealthily swooped in and got rid of you. But because David understands that the Most High had blessed shaul and that the most high is going to handle shaul david fell back and just to give um king shaul a piece of information that david could just did away with him david said i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna let the most high do what he does so that's where we was last week now this week like i said is outline number nine which is chapters 25 through chapters 28 as we continue to move forward in this um, book. Now, as I continue to say, and I will keep saying it, usually I uh, cliff note a uh, chapter or two or various verses. I needed you to understand the magnitude of importance of the first king of Israel and some of the subsequent kings, just to let you know that this is the beginning of the end of the children of Israel. What do I mean by that? If the children of Israel would have listened to the Most High from the very beginning, we would not have this situation. I wouldn't be here talking to you, you wouldn't be there. Everything would be different. But because the children of Israel don't listen, they stiff-necked, they're hard-headed, and every other adjective we're all, uh, in this situation. So now I will move forward with, um, chapters 25, 20, 25. Wait, I'm sorry. Chapters 25 through 27. I don't know why I put 28. <laughs> it's only three, 27. Yes, 25 through 27. And this is outline number nine. Now we will start and we'll just read the whole chapter. But before I do the whole chapter, let me just give you the highlights of what's going on in the chapter, okay? Hold on. Okay. <clears throat> First, Shemuel 25. Shemuel dies that's 25 and 1, verses 2 and 9, David in Paran sends to Nabal, uh, verses uh, 10 through 13, provoked by Nabal's um, churlessness, he minds to destroy him, um, that's important to note, and we'll discuss it, uh, verses 14 through 17, uh, um, Abigail understands thereof, 18 through 22, takes a present, uh, 23 through 31, and by her wisdom, 32 through 35 pacifies David, 36 through 38, Nabal hears thereof and dies, 39 through 43. David takes Abigail um, and Araboam. And, and Neboam, sorry. Um to be his wives. ciao sure. Um, verse, uh, 44, Mitchell has given to, uh, feulty. This is a mess. This is a mess. Now I want you to remember what the most high said to David when he violated the most high's law, statutes, precepts, commands. Now let me, re- um, uh, reiterate what was said and what David did. Did David do it yet? I'm not sure David did it yet. Okay, David didn't do it yet, so I'm not gonna say it. But um, David is gonna do some unspeakable things when it comes up. I don't believe I did it yet. I didn't believe I said it yet. I'm probably putting the cart before the horse because I did two um lessons on Wednesday, the two, last Wednesday and uh yesterday, or um Wednesday, excuse me, Wednesday the um twenty second and Wednesday the fifteenth in regards to the things that David has done, so um, we didn't read it yet in this and these lessons that we're doing. Just going uh, book by book, so I don't want to put the cat cart before the before the horse. But you'll find out what David has been doing because David has this roaming eye, honey. And I don't mean Romans as Roman people. I mean a roaming eye, just like looking at everybody and always wanting something that's what I mean um it just roams all around and just seeks out all the beautiful women and he lusts after them and this is gonna be his downfall so I want you to keep that in mind when I'm reading this okay these three chapters so uh first Samuel And interchangeably, I will be saying Samuel and Shemuel, it's the same thing. Shemuel is the real name and Samuel, they just changed. So you already know. Okay. And I'm reading from the Amplify. And the only reason why I'm reading from the Amplify, again, is because it's regular language. If there's something you need to know in the SIFA, I will refer to the SIFA. Okay. All right, here we are. Uh, Samuel slash Shemuel's death. Now, 25. Now, Shemuel died and all Yasharel assembled and mourned for him. And they buried him in his house in Ramah. Then David left and went down to the wilderness of Paran, Nabal and Abigail. Now, there was a man in Maon whose business and possessions were in Carmel. And the man was very rich. Okay. He had 3,000 sheep and a thousand goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now, the man's name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was intelligent and beautiful in appearance. Hold on. Okay. But the man was harsh and evil and his dealings, okay? He was a Calabite. Okay. David heard the wilderness, er, heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing sheep. So David sent ten young men, and David said to the young man, Go up to Carmel and go to Nabal and greet him in my name. And this is what you shall say have a long life. Peace be to you and peace to your house and peace to all that you have. Now, I have heard that you have shearers. Now, your shepherds have been with us and we have not harmed them, nor were they missing anything at the time they were in Carmel. As your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your sight. And be well treated for we have come for a good festive day. Please give whatever you find your hand, find at your hand to your servants and to your son, David. It must have been an older man. This is the respect that they had. You see, David is the first hand to the king. Okay. Close enough to be the king. And he's polite and respectable. This is the law. This is when people was listening to it. And David's young man came. They spoke to Nabal according to all these words in the name of David. Then they waited. And Nabal answered David's service and said, well, who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? This is him being really sarcastic. I mean, there were many servants today, each of whom is breaking away from his master so should I take my bread and my water and my meat that I have slaughtered for my shearers and give it to the men when I don't know where they're from so David's young men made their way back and returned and they came unto him every and they yeah and came and told him everything that was said to them by Nabal David said to the men Each man put on your sword. So each man put on his sword. David also put on his sword. And about 400 men went up behind David while 200 stayed back with the provisions and supplies. No brother. Now, one of Nabal's young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, listen, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to bless and greet our master. And he shouted at them in contempt. But David's men were very good to us and we were not harmed or treated badly, nor did we miss anything as long as we were with them. When we were in the fields, you see how David protected the people? And these were Calebites, which is still a part of Yashemite. They were all, they were a wall of protection to both us night and day. All of the time that we were with them, tending the sheep. Now then, know this and consider what you should do. For evil is already planned against our master and against all his household, but he is such a worthless and wicked man that one cannot speak reasonably to him. Abigail intercedes. Then Abigail hurried and took 200 loaves of bread, two jugs of wine, five sheep already prepared for roasting, five measures of roasted grain, a hundred of clusters of raisins, 200 cakes of figs and loaded them on donkeys. She said to her young men who were the servants, go ahead of me, behold, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband, Nabal. It happened that as she was riding on her donkey and coming down by way of the hidden part of the mountain that suddenly David and his men were coming down toward her and she met them. Now, David has said, surely in vain, I have protected and guarded all that this man has in the wilderness so that nothing was missing of all that belonged to him. And he has replied, replayed evil for good. So, May the most high do so of the enemies of David and more also if by morning if by morning I leave alive even one male of any who belong to him. Oh man David give may go in. Then Abigail saw David she hurried and dismounted from the donkey and kneeled face down before David and bowed to the ground in respect. Kneeling at his feet she said my lord let and blame and guilt be on me alone. And please let your maidservant speak to you and listen to the words of your maidservant. Please do not let my Lord pay attention to his this worthless man, Nabal. For as his name is, so is he. Nabal, fool, is he. Name and foolishly stupidity is with him. Hold on. But I, your maidservant, did not see my Lord's young man whom you sent. So now, my Lord, as the Lord lives, as the Most High lives, and as your soul lives, since the Most High has prevented you from shedding blood and from avenging yourself by your own hand, now let your enemies and those who seek to do evil to my lord be as self-destructive as nabal now this gift which your maidservant has brought to my lord let it be given to the young man who accompany and follow my lord please forgive the transgression of your maidservant for the most high will certainly make my Lord a secure and enduring house because my Lord is fighting the battles of the most high and evil will not be found in you all your days. Should anyone rise up to pursue you and seek your life, then the life of my Lord will be bound in the precious bundle of the living with the most high your L. But the lives of your enemies, those he will hurl out as from the center of a sling and it will happen when the most high does for my Lord, according to all the good that he has spoken and promised concerning you and appoints you ruler over Yasharal, that this incident will not cause you grief or bring troubled conscious to my Lord both by having shed blood without cause, and by my Lord having avenged Himself, then the Most High deals, hold on, well with my Lord, and remember with favor your maidservant. So let me just break that down. This man Nabal, who is a, a Cain, um, sorry, a Calebite, which is um, uh, Yasharel, part of Yasharel, one of the lines under caleb caleb is their um forefather nabal is being real smart out his face um talking about david when everybody knows that david is bound to be the king nabal is is talking out the side of his mouth that's just like the children of israel Mm -hmm. puffed up arrogant smart with the mouth quick um with the mouth saying stuff they shouldn't and writing checks that their behinds can't cash. Now his wife on the other hand was smart as a whip. She turned around. She knew her husband was a pain in the behind, which half the time she probably didn't pay him no mind. She hurried up, got up, um, got all her servants up to get up all the stuff that David asked for. Cause remember David came humbly he sent his um he sent his um servants out to their house humbly uh-huh he didn't um come and try to commandeer nobody's stuff he humbly sent his servants to uh nabal's servants to ask for something. just letting um nabal know y'all i i protected all y'all and you know uh, can you just please um Give us something so that we can eat, so that we could sustain in this war. No, here go Nabal with that mouth of his. So his wife was like, uh-uh, 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 I got to fix this. I know my husband's writing checks again. He writing checks, his behind kid cash. He ain't going to get me in that. So she hurried up and got her servants to put everything that they needed to put on that donkey and send it down to David. And David is gonna recognize this, and David is gonna know this, and he gonna bless her. So she humbly came to David with all these blessings and and the understanding that um, she knew that he was um, protecting her um, her best interest, meaning her um, her wealth in the form of her cattle, in the form of her sheeps, protecting them, protecting her servants that watch over her um, sheep and cattle. And she gave David what he uh, requested. And this is how it should be, especially among the children of Israel. But no, we all give each other lip service. We all try to degrade one another. We all try to put each other down. Nobody admonishes um, one another with the um, Understanding that nobody's trying to disrespect you, we're just trying to make you better. Okay, the Most High wants the children of Israel to uh, be better, to be a better um, example of representation of the Most High. But what other children do it? Showing their behinds. This is why the Most High does what he does. So uh, uh, Abigail went out there. She gave David what he wanted. She uh, uh, humbled herself. She basically apologized for what was going on, said her husband was a fool, and he is. And he's going to get what he get. And and she's moving forward to give David what he needs so he can continue to do what he does. And that's how it's supposed to work, hand to hand. Now, back, 32. Now, um, David said to Abigail, blessed be the most high, the El of Yasharal, who sent you to meet me this day. And blessed be, excuse me, the discretion and discernment. And blessed be to you who kept, who has kept me from bloodshed this day. Not only did Abigail keep David from killing, because that's against the law, no matter what this person did, killing Nabal. She also uh, went and took it upon herself to bypass with Nabal's uh, wretchedness and gave David some sustenance for his troops so that they could keep doing what they need to do. Because remember, they was in war with the Philistines. They just keep going back and forth. So not only did David protect everybody in that area, it's supposed to be a hand in hand. How you being protected and don't feel your heart? Don't be feeling How are you being protected by other people in your own nation and don't feel like you don't have a responsibility or your heart is not pricked to help the people who are helping you? Where they do that at? This is what I don't understand. And this is what the children of Israel do. They've been doing this since day one. Just like it says in the New Testament, they are from us, but they not of us. Uh Uh-huh. They could look like you. They could come from you and all that and still be devils. Back to what I was saying. Nevertheless, as the Most High, the El of Israel, lives, who has prevented me from harming you, if you had come quickly to meet, if you had not come quickly to meet me, most certainly in the morning light, there would not have been left to Nepal so much as one male. David was coming to crush Nepal and everybody in the house. He would have crushed them, slaughtered them, took all the stuff. (laughs) Cause he came to him humbly and respectfully and about uh, uh, basically spitting in his face without actually doing the act. He slapped them in the face. Enough is enough. Let me tell you something about people of power. Usually as far as heathens go, heathens will abuse their power. We already know. Look at history, world history. Heathens will abuse their power to no end. That's what they do. They're barbarians. But within the children of Israel, and I'm not talking about today, I'm talking about in biblical days, like someone who's charismatic, someone who has integrity, someone who has a heart like the Most High, David. David had power. David had the Most High special source. Understand that. the Most High put it on him. That's why everybody knew David was going to be the king. David knew he could crush them. But what does David do? David is always humble. David is always humble and is always humbly coming to somebody. Uh-huh. David knew who he was in the most high. It doesn't mean he didn't slip when it come down to these women now. But David had integrity. And he didn't come uh just throwing his weight around. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Meaning you got a lot of thinking to do. You have to keep yourself in the position of taking the higher road at all times. Somebody with a lot of power has a lot of responsibility Okay, They have a lot of responsibility. They just cannot go throwing stuff around because they got a lot to lose. And that's how David was in this instance. He knew he could just slaughter that whole house and take all their goods, but why? When he could come humbly and ask them. And that's what David did. But then this slap in the face came with Nabal and and what? David's not going, uh, he's not uh, dealing with that, no we're not going to do this. So that's what David is telling Abigail. Had you not come, I'd have slaughtered everybody. Everybody would have got it. Okay. Now we on 35. So David accepted what Abigail brought to him. And he said to her, go up to your house in peace. You hear that? See, I have listened to you and I have granted your request. Then Abigail came to Nabal and he was holding a feast in his house for the shearers, like the feast of a king. You see how wretched Nabal is? And Nabal's mood was joyous because he was very drunk. uh uh-huh, that old devil, little spirits. So he, so she had, Excuse me. So she told him nothing at all until the morning light. But in the morning, when Nabal was sober, oh boy, and his wife told him these things, (laughs) his heart died within him and he became paralyzed and helpless like a stone. About 10 days later, the Most High struck Nabal and he died. You see that? You're not going to mess with David, honey. David got the sauce, baby. David put, I mean, the Most High put that special spirit there. He took off Saul and gave it to David, baby. David got the swords, honey. David's not coming to you with nonsense. He would not come to you and ask for nothing if he didn't really need it. Trust and believe, okay? Now, David marries Abigail. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Most High who has pleaded the cause of my reproach. Suffered at the hand of Nabal, and kept his servant from retaliating with evil, for the Most High has returned the wickedness of Nabal on his own head, and that's what the Most High does. When you said, "Please, Father, y'all judge between me and this heathen, whoever's doing you wrong," I already told you, the um, the um, vengeance is the Most High's, not yours somebody do you wrong you better go and you ask the most high to judge between you and that heathen that did you wrong especially if you didn't do nothing to provoke it you didn't do nothing in retaliation and you following them laws you better go to the most high can't nobody do you better than the most high nobody oh yes oh yes nobody could do you better than the most high and in the most peculiar ways Uh Mm uh-huh Then David sent word to Abigail, proposing to take her as his wife. When the servants of David came to Abigail at Carmel, they said to her, David sent us to take you to him to be his wife. She stood and bowed her face to the ground and said, Behold, your maidservant is ready to be the maid and wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. All right, she was ready packing her beds. Yes, I'm about to be the queen. Then Abigail quickly got up and rode on a donkey. I can't even imagine how fast she got on that donkey with five of her maidens who attended uh, to her and she followed the messengers to David and became his wife. Mm -hmm. And David was good looking, baby. David was good looking. So she just hurried up on that donkey. Come on. She couldn't get there fast enough. David also uh, had taken a hope. Oh, I can't even pronounce this name. Uh, and Noam of Jezreel, and they both became his wives. Mm, Sister wives, honey. Mm. Now, let me say something about that. There are many people within the children of Israel that love that. They love that. They love the fact that the men, not all of the men, had a lot of wives as a matter of fact, there's various camps and I'm not going to talk about nobody. Okay. Cause I don't, even though I've heard of different camps within the children of Israel today and the things that they're doing, I'm going to say this as far as you having many wives, the most high frowns upon that. And I'm i I'm going to prove that to you. I'm gonna prove it. Because uh, uh, these these people are missing it. People are missing it. Uh, people who say you can have many wives. And as, as a matter of fact, they lure many children of Israel, excuse me, into these camps uh, by saying that they can have many wives. Now that may uh seem to be a perk to the to the sons of zion okay that may seem to be a perk because the thought of having more than one wife um is very appealing okay very appealing to somebody with a fleshly heart okay very appealing but I'm going to tell you this for those people who believe that they could run around as children of Israel. And I mean, the true blood running through their vein covenant of the man, Israel himself, Yaqu's name that was changed from Yahu to Israel from the most high, the children that came out of his loins, if they believe that the most high is allowing them to just go and spread their seed all over and do all this, I say this to you specifically. When people said there's no real scriptures that say you can't have more than one wife, I say this to you. Deuteronomy 17 and 17, and I'm going to read it to you. Okay. And this is a lot of the laws in Deuteronomy, uh, a lot of the laws in Leviticus, a lot of the laws in Deuteronomy, especially the blessings and the curses of Deuteronomy 28. But I will say this to you, Deuteronomy 17 and 17, which is the de- instructions from the Most High, laws, statutes, precepts, and commands, which never change, statutes and commands, everything that the Most High say that come out his mouth is a statue and uh, um, a precept. It doesn't change. The Most High said, I never changed. That's what he said. And neither does his word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not my word. That's what he said. I have to quote this before I say what I'm getting ready to say. Now, it says in Deuteronomy 17, 17, which came from Moshe, the keeper of the law. And he said this, and I quote, neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his heart turn not away, neither shall he greatly multiply himself silver and gold. Now, let me break that down for the people in the back. Because there's always going to be somebody in the back that's going to dispute it. But if you turn to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 17, and go to 17, which is such a powerful uh, um, scripture, not only that it's in Deuteronomy, but the 17 and 17 means something. And I ain't going to break down numbers. But I'm going to tell you this, the Most High said no idolatry, right? Didn't he say that? So if he's telling you don't multiply your wives to yourself, what is that? Idolatry. I'm going to tell you this. He says, um, do not multiply your wives to yourself, that his heart turn not away. So if you multiplying and collecting wives, like, like collecting miniatures or collecting uh, dolls or collecting whatever you collecting, you are becoming idolatrous. Did you hear me, sir? Madam, everybody. It's not more madam than sir. Do you hear me, sir? The most high is sending a Lord to Moses to tell the children, don't multiply wives to yourself. Deuteronomy 17 and 17. And don't you forget that. So I don't want to hear nobody talk about you can have more than one wife because that's not true. Now, again, I said it these last past Wednesdays that if you lie about any little thing. If you steal, if you do anything against the law, you're still breaking the law. I don't care how small it is. I don't care how minute it is. I don't care whether you think it's frivolous or not. I don't care what your thinking is. I don't care what your uh, reasoning is. I don't care what it is. You're breaking the law. You're breaking the law. Uh-huh. And the most I said, heaven and earth will testify against you. I will read it one more again before I move on. Deuteronomy 17 and 17. As a matter of fact, let me see if I should go up on 16. Let me see. I don't really need to because 17 and 17 uh, uh, speaks for itself. But I'll do it just to give you an idea of why this is not right and it's idolatrous. Understand this. And don't forget it. That's what I'm talking about, hunty, you need to read these, these scriptures for understanding. Don't just browse over them, or don't just read it and not get it. This is the purpose and the point for meditating on the word, reading the word, and ask the most high to break it down, because this stuff is going to stick in your spirit. This word is powerful. It's a two-edged sword with fire on it. It's supposed to stay in your being. You're supposed to be able to recall it for the most high, Okay. Let the rule out, spread the word, give you the truth and let it stick to your bones like the very flesh and sinews that run through your body. And I'm going to read 16 and 17, but I'm driving it home from 16 just to let you know too much of anything is not good and becomes idolatrous. It's idolatry to have more than one wife. Again, I shall read it. And I'll start at 16 this time. Deuteronomy 17, 16 and 17. But he shall not multiply horses to himself, idolatry, nor cause the people to return to Mizraim to the end that he should multiply horses for as much as the most high has said unto you, ye shall not henceforth return no more that way. Now that's a precept. Don't ever go back to Mizraim. Um, uh, That's what the Most High said. Did He ever change it? No. Here's another precept and let this stick in your head and poke you, and so you'll never forget. Verse 17 Neither shall He multiply wives to Himself. Why? Because it's idolatry. The Most High don't want nobody to be in front of Him. Nobody, no one, none near, nobody. If you love anybody more than the most high, you're not worthy of the most high. In tea by tea, cat, dog, man, woman, child, more wives, more husbands, more money, more whatever. You're being idolatrous. I'm gonna read it one more again and then I'm gonna move forward. And neither shall he, any man in Yasharel, multiply wives to himself. That his heart turn not away from the most high. Neither shall he greatly multiply himself to himself, silver and gold. Now, what does the Most High say about riches, the riches of this world? And what does the Most High say about rich people? Child, it's just too, too much, too many books, too many scriptures to tell you how wicked that is. The, for the love of money is the root of all evil. That's why the Most High is saying it. Don't multiply your, your um, self with silver and gold. Why? is idolatry multiplying too many wives idolatry back to what i was saying and it never went away ever ever never ever went away okay now let me move on i already drove the whole uh point home i beat the dead horse i did everything it ain't coming back to life it might somewhere but as far as i'm concerned it ain't now you clear and understand in deuteronomy 17 to 17 stop playing now i'm on verse two, 43 of um chapter 25, and it says David had also taken Oam, shall I can't pronounce that name of Jezreel, and they both became his wives. But Shaul has given Michal, his younger daughter, David's wife, to Palti, the son of Laish, who was from Gallim now. You see that Sha'ul took his daughter from David. Now, uh, Michelle loved David. She really loved him. But it's going to turn real bitter later. It's going to turn real bitter. And it's a very sad thing. Because David, even though he loved the most high, and he wanted a heart like the most high, he he was greedy when it came down to women. And he did transgress the law. I just already read to you what the law is. Stop stacking women like they decks of cards that you could just put away on the shelf. Let me just say one thing about men and women and I'll do a series on men and women and then families and why we broken down the way we are. I'm going to do that, but there's so much stuff to do. I have so much stuff to unpack and give you That you got to be very patient and every day, and I just thank the most high that I'm able to uh, talk about these things and give you some, um, not only pearls of wisdom, but food for thought. I need you to understand that these scriptures, they got every answer you could possibly ever have for the questions that you have. If you did not find no answer in these scriptures, that means you ain't looking. That means you ain't meditating. That means that the word has not been unfurled to you yet. Every time you read these scriptures, you find out something new. The Ruach is teaching you something new. Every time, every time you read these scriptures, something is going to pop out on you and it's going to stick to you and you're going to have an answer for somebody. And that's the truth. Okay. That is the truth poor david couldn't keep his roman eyes to himself they was just a uh, roman all over the place oh yeah you gonna be my wife and you gonna be my wife and you gonna be my wife trying to act like oprah giving away cars oh no nobody told david to start doing that i guess it's good to be the king like mel brooks said i'm not dating myself but there used to be this movie called history of the world part one they got part two out but Mel Brooks used to <laughs> come and ravage all over these women. And then he look at the camera and look at the camera and be like, it's good to be the king. Uh-huh. It must be good to be the king, honey. Cause David is whacking them up and stacking them up. So he getting all these wise. Okay. There's more coming. Just letting you know, David is doing all the stuff that he ain't had no business. And the most I just sitting Mm hmm. He's just watching. He's just watching. Uh-huh. Moving on. Now we are on chapter 26. And these are the highlights verses 1 through 3 Shaul, by the discovery of the Zephonites, comes to Hakila against David. Verses 4 through 12 David coming into the trench says Abishi. From killing Shaul, stays Abishi, sorry, but takes his spirit and curse. I guess we'll both find out what that means. Verses 13 through 16, David reproves Abner. Verses 17 through 20 and exhausts Shaul. Verses 21 through 25, Shaul acknowledges his son sin. You would think Shaul would acknowledged his sin many, many moons ago, but apparently not. Hence the stiff neckedness of the children of Israel. Never went away. Mm-mm. All right, now we are on chapter 26 in the Amplified Bible. I already told you, David again, spares Shaul. You see how many times David could have just jumped out and did whatever if he wasn't a man of integrity. Now, even though he's a man of integrity, he still has that roving eye. Roam, roam, roam. that's all it does. Uh-huh, and that's lust, baby. I told you, you got to stay full. Because if you don't, the devil has a, enough of a stronghold to get in there. Now, the Zeph- the Zephites came to Shaul and Gibeah saying, Is David not hiding on the hill of Hakila, east of Jemeshon? Jesh, Jeshimon, excuse me. So Shaul rose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, taking with him 3,000 chosen men of Yasharel to search for David there in the wilderness of Ziph. Shaul camped on the hill of Hakela, which is beside the road of uh, Jeshimon on the east, but David stayed in the wilderness. When he saw that Shaul came out into the wilderness after him, David sent out spies and he learned that Shaul was definitely coming. Now, let me say this. You would think last week when David confronted Shaul and said, you know, I could have killed you here. Here's the proof that and Shaul was like, oh, is that my David playing? Acting like a possum, acting like he didn't know nobody. You see how he continues to be very determined to kill david this is the nonsense and now he's back at it let me just say this this is just like uh this is just lip service how um um while david put shaul in a vicarious position here comes shaul oh, i'm so sorry singing this song with the tiny violins strumming in the background. And all this, oh, my son, is that David? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now he turns around and he's doing this nonsense again. If that ain't lip service, that's what we do to the children, uh, to the most high. We uh, sing this crazy sad song with the uh, tiny violins strumming in the background. Oh, how sorry we are. And we turn around. First of all, we say, oh, we so sorry. All oh, singing and crying and boohooing with booger snot out of our nose and all kinds of stuff. Then we turn around and we do it again. Uh-huh. Act like fools. So this is what Shaul is actually doing to David. And the most high sitting up here just watching it all. Anyway, so David arose and went to the place where Shaul had camped and saw the spot where Shaul lay as well as Abner, the son of Ner, the commander of the army. And Shaul was lying inside the circle of the camp with the army camped around him. And David said to Ahimelech, the Hittite, and to Abshi, the son of Zarullah, brother of Joab, who will You already know there was an OJ, so you know these are not the real names. Who will go down with me to Shaul in the camp? And Abishi said, I will go down with you. So David and Abishi went to the army during the night and there was Shaul lying asleep inside the circle of the camp with his spear, a.k.a. javelin, stuck in the ground by his head. And Abner and the people were lying around him. And Abishai said to David, the Most High has listened to this. The Most High has given your enemy into your hands this day. Now then, please let me strike him with the spear, driving it to the ground with one stroke, and I will not strike him a second time. Now, let me tell you, what Abishai said to David, Abishai is saying to David, this is, this is how it's coming across. And I'm going to tell you how David feels. Abishai is saying, yeah, there he go. He keep trying to kill, uh, you know, he keep trying to kill you. Now's your time to get this done and over with, get rid of him so we can move on and you can rule the kingdom. That's basically what he's saying with the words he used. Now, David understands and knows That Shaul was blessed, the first blessed king from the Most High, even though the Most High took his blessing off him, David is not going to bypass what the Most High did. You see how David is? You see how David rocks with the Most High? You see how David um, abides to the commands and the precepts of the Most High? The Most High gave Shaul a blessing Who is David? This is David is thinking. Who is David to take that away and smite him? It's not for David to do that. And David understands that. Everybody keeps telling David, oh, yeah, you could kill um, Shaul. You could do this. You could do that. Whether David has the ability or right to do so, he is taking his um, free will and says, I'm not going to do that. Because the most high is the one who is going to avenge me? David understands this. David knows this. So, this is why David is not going to strike him. As many times as Shaul has lunged at David, has uh, condemned David, has said all these horrible things to David, has uh, tried to thrust David with the spear, all kinds of stuff, David has not lifted a finger to Shaul. And the Most High is watching all of this. Let me tell you something. The average person does not have that kind of strength, does not have that kind of endurance, does that not have that kind of understanding that no matter what I do, I can't bypass the blessing of the Most High. I understand what's happening. This is David. I understand what's happening, and I'm not going to be the one to do that. And I understand what he's doing to me, but I'm not going to retaliate okay his patience his endurance his long suffering is going to pay off this is a part of the food of the spirit that the most high wants sometimes we got to fall back and just be quiet no matter how much somebody's doing something to you we got to fall back not only do we have to fall back we have to analyze what's happening In the grand scheme of things, what is this person doing? Why is this person doing it? And understand this, uh, the situation at hand. And that's what David is understanding. David understands that this is the first king that the whole child of Israel wanted. David understands that Shaul makes mistakes. David understands that there's a wicked, uh, uh, evil spirit on him. David understands all of that. Why don't you? Um, why wouldn't he understand that when he knew he had to play the harp for him? When he knew that, um, um at that time, all the rest of um, King Shaul's court knew that there was a wicked spirit on him. David understands what's happening. This is why he can um, practice patience and long suffering, and he will not strike. This is powerful, and I already told you before. Before David has to become king, he has to learn some lessons. David has to learn lessons and he's learning these lessons well. He is. Now, as far as the women is concerned, it's a different story. But as far as how to handle people in the situations behind their actions, David is learning. And he understands that. So that's what's happening. So now I'm on now nine. But David said to Abishai, do not kill Shaul for who can put his hand against the most high, anu- the most high's anointed king and be guiltless, meaning innocent. Uh-huh. David also said, as the most high lives, most certainly the most high will strike him with, in his own time or way, okay? In his day will come and he will die. Shaul's Shaul's day will come and Shaul will die. Or he will go down into battle and be carried off. Do you see how David carried off dead? Do you see how David understand? He understands what's going to happen. David don't have to lift a finger to do nothing to Shaul. Not one thing. This is what we got to understand as human beings. Hold on. That vengeance is not ours, especially the children of Israel. We got to understand that. Vengeance is not ours. Now, there will come a time that the Most High will use you to do something. But until that, do not take it upon yourself to do X, Y, and Z. Now, because people don't listen to the law and because the heathens don't believe that they should, this is why they act like heathens. If everybody was listening to the Lord like they were supposed to, then none of this would be possible because nobody would lift a hand to nobody. But heathens don't believe that they should abide by no laws. And some people just say just have the faith and whatever, but how it's impossible for a heathen to have real faith. That's number one. Number two, Gentiles are not taught properly. So how would they have it? Number three, the children of Israel is hard headed. So where are they having it? Back to what I was saying. I'm going to say this again. Nobody got the uh the faith to move no mountains. Nobody. Yeshua said, if you have faith of a mustard seed, as small as a mustard seed, that's how your faith got to be in order to move this mountain. That's real faith. Nobody who's walking this earth has that. Nobody. Because I don't see no mountains moving into the sea. Do you? Okay. And the most, the most high don't have no problem showing everybody somebody's faith. He doesn't have no problems doing that. Back to what I was saying. Let me just say this. This word, our lives is so many layers to this life is so many layers to this word. It's not just lift service. It's not just empty words. That's being said these words from the most high is spirit. Their spirits. If you don't have this spirit on you, you can't do all of those things that the word that this word is saying. When the spirit's not on you, you can't hear what the ruach is saying. You can't move no mouths You can't do none of that. So just saying empty faith and oh, you don't have to listen to this and you don't have to listen to that doesn't mean anything to anybody. Somebody could take that those empty words because they're still in the flesh, and they can believe in their heart that they're doing this. But the truth is, it's not. It's not happening. Until you have the word that is um, spirit on you, just like um, Shaul. When Shaul had that spirit on him, you see all the things that he did? Now David has the spirit on him. You see all the things that David is doing and what he's going to do more into Samuel? That's what you have to have. You just can't have these empty words. This is what I'm saying. Hold on. And I have to say, remember, and and this is not just something that I'm saying, because in the beginning, human beings wasn't supposed to write words on paper. So now that we're writing words on paper, really, words are just words, according to a lot of people. But you have to understand what the word says, capital W, in the beginning was the word, which is a spirit. If you don't have the word that is the spirit on you, you can't move mountains. Just saying, oh yeah, okay, you have to um just don't listen to the laws no more. Just have um, just say that you um love the Lord. I'm just using these names. Just say that you love the Lord and then you could just live by faith. <laughs> it's so deeper, so much deeper than that. It's like so deep, deeper than the longest gulf in the ocean. That's how deep it is. That's how spiritual it is. And the average person doesn't have that. People need to understand what is really being said. You cannot glorify the Most High. You can't do any of these things. When you um, come to the Most High, you must come to him in spirit and in truth. A lot of people don't have that. We are all babies walking in the word, until we able to be um, elders and older. I'm not even gonna say elders and older. I'm just gonna say until the most high sees that we're ready to move forward and become higher um, level. When you can get to the point that your words can move mountains your faith can move mountains that's when you can drop everything else you have to walk in the spirit I mean truly that can do what Yahshua does because Yahshua said you can do you can do and you will be doing more than I've done when I was on this earth he didn't say it like that but he said you're gonna be able to do uh, just like I've done and more now think about what Yahshua did He walked through walls. He was missed. He walked through people. He was elevated. And I mean, elevating himself physically off the ground. He was doing all of these things. And he said, we could do that too. Do you see anybody doing that? You got to have the faith of a mustard seed for all of that. These words, that's what I'm talking about. This is real words that people can't wrap their head around. And these are spiritual words, not just regular words on paper. Because remember, in the beginning, we wasn't even supposed to be writing words and contracts on paper because our word was supposed to be our bond if we was made in the image of the Most High. Now, I'm not going to get into some elevated things because a lot of these things that I'm saying is getting ready to go over a lot of people's heads. So I'm going to keep moving, but I'm just telling you how powerful things are. Until people could start doing what Yahshua did, my suggestion to you, stick to the uh, lower statutes, precepts, and commands. And I say that to say because everybody keep breaking the laws. Everybody. The kings, the regular people, everybody. (laughs) I had to close my blinds because this light is killing my eyes going down. All right, now we're on 11 and I'm gonna read this part again before we move forward. And the Most High forbid that I will put out my hand against the Most High's anointed. David is saying, forbid that he put his hand against Shaul. But now take the javelin that is by his head and the jug of water and let's go. You see how David just took whatever he needed to take and left. That takes a lot. That takes a lot. David is growing in the word. So David took the javelin and the jug of water from beside Shaul's head and they left. And no one saw or knew, nor did anyone awaken because they were all sound asleep for a deep sleep from the Most High had fallen upon them. Is the Most High not watching everything everybody's doing? Stop playing. We chess pieces, trust and believe. 13, then David crossed over to the other side and stood on the top of the mountain at a distance with a large area between them. David called out the army and to Abner, the son of Ner will you not answer Abner? Abner replied, who are you who calls and disturbs the king? David said to Abner, are you not a brave man who is like you in Yashorel? Why then have you not guarded your lord, the king? For of the people came unto your camp to kill the king, your lord. This thing that you have done is not good. As the Most High lives, you surely deserve to die because you have not guarded your Lord, the Most High's anointed. And now see that the king's javelin and the jug of water that was by his head. Then Shaul recognized David's voice and said, this is your, listen to this nonsense again. Shaul recognized David's voice and said, "Is this your voice, my son David?" Tiny violin strumming in the background. And David and David said, "This is my voice, my Lord, the King." And David said, "Why this my Why is my Lord pursuing his servant?" He's asking again, "For what have I done, or what evil is in my hand?" Now, therefore, please let my lord, the king, hear the words of his servant. This is of his servant. David is asking Shaul again, why are you coming for me, sir? Why are you coming for me? Humbly, sir, why are you coming for me? He keep asking um, Shaul. Shaul, Shaul's acting like, oh, no, 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 it ain't me. (laughs) If the most high has incited you against me, let him accept an offering from me. But if it is men, may they be cursed before the most high because they have driven me out this day to keep from me, to keep me from sharing in the inheritance Of the Most High saying, go and serve other gods, meaning go and be idolatrous. Because the Most High is not a God. I already told you what I said. Now then, do not let my blood fall to the ground away from the presence of the Most High. For the King of Yashorel has come out to search for a single flea. Just as when one hunts a defenseless cartridge in the mountains you hear David being humble David keep asking Shaul why do you keep looking for me what have I done to you to make you do all these things to me you doing all this stuff for me and I'm not nothing why are you doing this to me I'm I'm dedicating myself to you I'm at your disposal I'm doing everything for you I've never raised my hand against you not one time I love your family as my own I love your daughter who is my wife who you gave away Jonathan, my best friend, you turning him against me or trying to, and you doing everything against me and I've done nothing to you, nothing. I've saved you twice and you still keep trying to kill me. Why? Help me to understand why. This is David David begging. I beg you. I applaud you, please. Help me to understand why you're doing this. Then Shaul said, with the tiny fire lens, getting ready to strum, I have sinned. Return, my son David, for I will not harm you again because my life was precious in your sight this day again. Hear me. I have played the fool and I have done a very great wrong unto you. David answered, look, here is the king's spear, javelin. Now let one of the young men come over and get it. The most high will repay each man for his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the most high handed you you over to me today, but I refused to put out my hand against the most high's anointed. This is David saying this after Shaul's lying and and, and, and popping. (laughs) Now behold, just as your life was precious in my sight this day, So let my life be precious in the sight of the most high, and my and may he rescue me from all distress. Then Shaul said to David, May you be blessed, my son David. You will both accomplish much and certainly prevail. So David went on his way, and Shaul returned to his place. You see the nonsense. Shaul never gave David no reason as to why he did what he did. He just keep going, oh, my son, David, all of this nonsense, the nonsense of it all. He knew his heart was pricked. He couldn't even give David a, a proper answer. He couldn't give David nothing. Probably couldn't even look David in his face. The nonsense of it all. So now that was the end of chapter 26. And now we're on chapter 27. And the highlights of chapter 27 are 1 through 4, Shaul hearing David to be in Gath, seeks no more for him. Uh, 5 through 7, David begs Ziklag and Archish. uh, Verses 8 through 12, he invading other countries persuades Archish. He fought against Judah. Let me get my water. Okay. Now. Verse 27. David flees to the Philistines. 27.1. But David said in his heart, I will die one day by this hand of Saul. This is how fifth. David was afraid of uh, Shaul. But it's kind of a quandary simply because. David is saying in himself, and you could tell by these scriptures, David is saying, I'm a faithful man. I know that Shaul was anointed. I see that, da- um, that a Shaul transgressed, and the Most High took his anointed off him and put it on me. I understand this, and I know that I have to learn lessons in order to be able to be a king, because everybody knows that David's going to be the king. Even um, Jonathan told him, which was Shaul's son. He said, although I'm doing everything in my power, this is his thoughts. And you could tell by these readings, I'm doing everything in my power to be the best that I can be. I'm still, um, fearful if I don't stay on my toes that the King is going to hurt me because I know that the King does not, uh, is, I don't know. I wouldn't say jealous, but I know that the King is not happy because the people do not take to him like they take to me. I understand that the king is upset. He gave my wife away. He is doing so many things again, against me, but I'm going to still be faithful. But I, if I don't stay on my toes, it's going to be my demise. And this is what David is feeling is in his heart. And it must be a lot of stress on him. It really is. And the Most High understands this. The Most High knows all our thoughts, all our feelings at all times, every time. So even though the Most High is going to uh, have his vengeance on Shaul, David has to learn how to simmer. David has to learn how to make decisions like a king. He has to learn how to do all these things because he's being tested by the most high. Because when he's the king, all kinds of stuff um is going to be thrown his way and he's going to have to make decisions. So right now he is sparring. So this is what he's feeling. And we know this by reading both first and second Shemuel, what David does and what he's thinking in his heart because he it's gonna be carried out. So uh, again, I'm going to read it. But David said in his heart, now I will die one day by the hand of Shaul. This is what he's feeling. There is nothing better for me than to escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Shaul will give up searching for me inside the borders of Yashorel and I will escape from his hand once and for all. So David and 600 men who were with him arose and crossed over to Arshish, the son of Moah, Maok, sorry, Maoch, king of Gath. And David lived in Arshish at Gath. He and his men, each man with his household. And David with his two wives, mm-hmm, um, who was Nebel, Um. David with his two wives, they went with him. Then Shaul was told that David fled to Gath. He no longer searched for him. You see that? So Shaul just didn't even want him in the land where the uh, children of Israel owned. He didn't want him in there. You see how much, um, excuse me, jealousy, anger, and stress and strife that Shaul had that he wasn't happy in any way. And he sacrificed, he even sacrificed the children of Israel at one time uh, by the Philistines by taking his armies looking for David when they should have been fighting the Philistines. Uh, jealousy is a spirit. <clears throat> it's been here for a long time, excuse me. <clears throat> Since the beginning of time, jealousy. It's one of those wicked spirits. And it came upon um, Shaul. And jealousy is such a wicked spirit. And it, you got to pray for the most high to get it off of you. You have to, because it's a, it's, it's, it gets a foothold into you and it doesn't let you go until you pray to the most high. And if you don't believe there, you better go to the Testament of the 12 patriarchs because they explain jealousy. They break it down, honey. Yes, they do. Because uh, many of them was jealous of um, um Joseph. Uh huh. I would say about six of them was jealous of Joseph. Yep. And a lot of stuff the Most High put them through because of jealousy. It was it's a spirit, and it's hard to shake that spirit. It's not like these other spirits. There's their spirits in different realms that have different powers. Some of them have some real, real powers that you just can't shake with casting them out and saying, "Oh, I come against you uh, by the word of the Most High and stuff like that." Cause these spirits, they know the most high too. remember, and they know how, um, how your faith is. That's how faith is a spirit. It lays on you. So if you don't have that faith, like I said, to move the mountains and all that, you ain't going to shake a lot of these spirits. This is what I'm talking about. There's so many layers to this stuff. It's not just empty words. So back to what I was saying, uh, Um, Shaul no longer searched for David because David wasn't in the land of the children of Israel anymore. He went to the Philistines. When David was at Archis, if I found favor in your sight, let me be given a place of my own in one of the cities in the country so that I may live there. For why should your servant live in the royal city with you? Then Arches gave David the town of Ziglag that day. Therefore, Ziglag has belonged to the kings of Judah to this day. Uh huh. Uh huh. And remember, the Philistines had that. Let me just say that. Let me say this. Even the Philistines and all the rest of those kingdoms wasn't like the heathens today. Those heathens back then wasn't like the heathens today. At least they still yielded to David. Tr- let the children of Israel go to somewhere now. <laughs> anyway, the number of days that David lived in the country of the Philistines was a year and four months. Uh-huh, with no problems. Now David and his men went up and raided the Ger- Gergashites and Gerzites. And Amalekites, the enemies of Yasharel, that Joshua, Yashua, had failed to annihilate. Uh huh. For they had inhabited the land of the ancient times as one comes to Shur, S H U R, even as far as the land of Mizraim. David attacked the land and did not leave a man or a woman alive, he got them all. I told you he had the source, but he took the sheep, the cattle, the donkeys, the camels, and the clothing and returned to Arshish. When Arshish asked, where did you raid today? David replied against the Negev, the South country of Yahudah and against the Negev of the Jeshemelites, and against the Negev of the Kenites. David did not leave a man or a woman alive to bring the news to Gath saying to himself, otherwise they will tell about us saying, this is what David has done. And this has been his practice all the time that he lived in the country of the Philistines. Let me just stop that right there. (laughs) I'm going to say this. You're not going to play with the most high, baby. One going to chase 1,000 and two going to chase 10,000. David has 600 men with him. Just 600. And he tore down city after city after city after city in the Philistines area. And they didn't leave nobody alive. 600 men did this. And you didn't hear not one of these men that was with David fell. Not One. Did the most high have his source on him? See, this is not a game. This is not a game. This is not a story. This is not a myth. It's not um, mythology. It's This is the most high here. This is who we talking about. The most high, the one and only who lives, the great I am, the great potter, the father, father of spirits. This is who we talk about. This is not a game. It's not a story. This is not something that could just go through one ear and come out the other. This is real here. Okay, this is truth here. It's not a fact. It's not fabricated. It's not none of that. This is what people need to understand. This here is true history of the children of Israel. This is real. Now I'm gonna read the last part and then we're gonna be finished with it. Archis believed David saying he, was, he has certainly become hated by his people in Israel. So he will always be my servant. You hear the nonsense of archers? Now, you know, he's a liar. He's lying to himself because it's no way. The most high got plans for David. (laughs) And David got to learn lessons. Before you could become king, you got to really be the king. You just can't go, okay, yeah, I'm the king. And then the first real problem come along, you don't know how to solve it. David is going through all kinds of trials and tribulations so that he could be A sparring athlete sitting at that throne. And that's exactly what he's going to be. Let me tell you something. In our lives, we got to go through hell and high water. Okay. Life is going to always throw a monkey wrench in your plans, in your life, in everything. The point of that is to lean on the most high, no matter what. Lean on the most high, no matter what. I don't care what's happening. Put the most high up as your shield and your sword, okay? Make sure your heart is full of faith. And just like that man said in uh, the New Testament, I believe you, but help me with my faith. Take all unbelief out of me. If there's a piece of unbelief in you, you ain't gonna be able to move those mountains. That's what people need to understand. Faith is just not a word. Okay? Because you can't do nothing without faith. It says that in the scriptures. You ain't going to be able to do nothing. You ain't even going to be able to come to the Most High. Do you know that the Most High sees you how you really are? You can't put no will over the Most High's eyes. Not one time. And he watches everything. This is real. I can't. I can't possibly. Possibly. Give you the magnitude of power and seriousness behind faith and allowing the Most High to use you as a child of the Most High. And this not only goes for the children of Israel, it goes for the second flock too. Because we already know the heathens ain't listening. Because they don't care. But for those two flocks, you need to get yourself in, in gear. And learn to walk in faith, to hold faith up, to drink faith, to love faith, to be in faith, faith, to seek faith. Okay. By this word. That's what you need to do. And it's not for a week and it's not for two weeks and not for three years or 10 years. It's for the rest of your life. That's what it is. And the average person doesn't even keep up a um a schedule. They 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 can't stick, stick with a schedule. This is why a lot of people are gonna fall off. Mm-hmm. Because this is gonna be a part of your life. Your walk is a part of your life until you stop breathing. And David understands this. And this is not to say to be perfect, because flesh is not perfect. But if you able to beat that uh that flesh down. By the Spirit's help, your soul, your consciousness can do it. Uh huh. You already know there's enmity between the Spirit and the flesh. The Spirit is trying to get you to walk with it. Now it's up to you to stay in the will of the Most High. If not, you're just going to be the rest of one, of uh, just one and more of these other heathens that's walking around here that will, be, they'll be the walking dead. I'm just going to say that. I had so many words I was going to say. That's why I'm fumbling. They'll be the walking dead. Just like Yeshua said, let the dead bury the dead. Let me tell you something. I'm going to do a lesson on that. Ooh, that's a powerful lesson. That's a powerful lesson because the Most High is not talking about this earth no more. The Most High is on the next life. He's not even talking about this no more because there's walking dead and then there's his children. And I'm gonna prove it to you. The Most High is the Most High of the living and not the dead. There's people walking around that's dead to the Most High, period. Okay? That's why you need to get yourself in gear so that you can be living with the Most High. Mm Mm-hmm. With that, I'm going to sign off. But before I sign off, I'm going to say I hope you have a good Shabbat. Enjoy your family. Um, enjoy your meditation, praising the Most High. And until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey. Don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.